You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard a fucking SWAT team because I ain't going nowhere! following podcast is scheduled for one fall hailing from the pro wrestling tees headquarters in chicago illinois he is your host of the pwt cast bang bang what the fuck is up you guys welcome to episode 148 of the pwt cast my name is scrum and i'm of course the host of the pwt cast the official podcast of pro wrestling tees uh we've been on a little bit of a hiatus but normally we bring you this podcast right here on this very feed for free every monday um if you already aren't make sure you're following us over on our social media at pwt cast on instagram and twitter as well as if you want to sign up for our patreon this specific month if you, if you sign up you still got about a week week and a half um this month has been jam-packed as well it took a little bit of a break prior month uh you know so far we've released interstellar uh recap of the the obi-wan kenobi disney plus show thor ragnarok watchmen toy story uh kill bill we did a, a recap of the boy season three and then this week we have a um we'll be having episodes of uh, our flag means death as well as clerks 2 uh coming out this week if you, you can sign up for as little as five bucks head over to patreon.com forward slash pwtcast as well as uh thank you to the sponsors of the show m3 toys if uh you're looking for some funko pops neck of figures uh you know things of that nature because of course you know what what fucking person doesn't want a cool funko pop or or neck of figures i believe they also have um squishmallows those little, those little guys the I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they do but uh you know the little squishmallow guys you know what i'm fucking talking about uh yeah you head over there and tell them pwt cast saying you use promo code pwt cast get a, i believe it's a 10 maybe 20 percent off uh and our other sponsors as well freelance wrestling as well as freelance underground the the best independent promotion here in chicago um what else am i missing i don't know it's been a while it's been a while since I've done the whole intro and I've sort of ran it through my head. So uh, bear with me, you know. Um, but yeah, I am back. Uh, <sighs> it took about two months off, you know. Um, I was, uh, you know, full transparency. You know, I was just, I was going through it. I, I had some stuff that I was dealing with and I needed to take time off. I needed to take a hiatus, you know. Um, those of you, you know, first and foremost, though, you know, I, I do want to give a huge thank you to, um, to all you, all, all you wonderful listeners, all you wonderful friends who, who reached out. Um, again, it was, uh, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty bad separation that I was going through. And, um, it, you know, it's, there was two episodes I had put out. You know, you guys might have only heard one, um, but there was two that I put out. The first one, it was uh, 
uh, you know, it was something that I immediately took down. Like, I mean, looking at the downloads, not a lot of people even listen to it. So um, I may just be bringing it up for nothing. But, you know, I'd, I'd put that out and I, and I took it down just as it was just eh. it was just a lot of me crying, you know, and I put out that second one. And again, some people did reach out and stuff like that, um, which, again, I, I very much appreciate it. You know, um, there are a lot of hard times, you know, I, uh, you know, I lost a girlfriend and I lost some friends along the way, you know, and, uh, it sucks, you know, losing people sucks. And I was not as prepared for all of this as I thought it would, I would be, um, you know, and I tried to, I tried to do my best to just handle it myself. Um, you know, I don't think at any point, you know, d- despite contrary belief, you know, that I was, uh, you know, um, crying out for help, you know, trying to, uh, to, to play victim to, to, to some sort of circumstances, anything like that is again, I, I tend to, you know, sort of keep things close to the chest. Uh, you know, there was people I talked about my problems with and, and stuff like that, um, and, and yeah, you know, I, I sort of dealt with it, um, you know, uh, I'm still going through it, you know, honestly, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in there, I've been in therapy for, for, for a few months now, you know, and there's nothing to be ashamed about, you know, like I've, I've mentioned it to some people and, uh, you know, some people have, you know, said like, oh, well, you know, I've actually considered that myself and, you know, thanks to, uh, a friend of the show jordan goodman i was able to find a therapist that helped me and that worked for me and i was able to you know i've uh, been able to the pass along those resources so if you're someone who's listening and you know you, you want to start going to therapy you don't really know where or how um reach out I, I can send you that link you know it's if you're insured it helps otherwise i'm not really sure how to go about that but i'm sure there's other resources out there that uh will be more than helpful but um yeah, you know, again, there's been uh, <laughs> a lot of nights where, uh, you know, you uh, you and, and this tends to me, you know, I uh, I was just fucking, you know, out of it, man. I was just bummed, you know, and again, I had a lot of wonderful people to, you know, to 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 rely on, you know, I've uh, I, I, I've. I've had, a, again, a lot of you guys reach out and stuff like that, you know, like t- today's guests specifically, you know, Marty and Sarah, like they were there, you know, they were a godsend along with, you know, Wes Allen, godsend, you know, and I mean that as in, they were there to help me. I don't, I'm not really a religious person, but yeah, you know, uh, there was a, there was um a lot of times where, again, I was just fucking in a very dark place. You know, it's, and again, you know, again, full transparency. I fuck things up. I made mistakes. Um, and I was dealing with, you know, the consequences of those actions. You know, uh, was I solely, you know, again, it, it was, it was a, a very much a domino effect of things that happened. Um, and again, it's, you know, it, despite it being my fault, I've never felt bad about feeling bad. You know, again, uh, 
some people saw what I did as as one thing and honestly, you know, I would like to think you know, long-time listeners of this, you know, close friends of mine, you guys know the kind of person that I am. You guys know me. Um so, you know, it's very much one of those like hey, if you heard something bad and you believe that, God bless. You know, I'm 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 someone that's very much approachable. I I don't like conflict. I don't like you know I I don't like being on anyone's bad side. I've always been someone who if there's an issue, I'll I'll address it with them. You know, I mean even you know like go back to when I was you know feuding with old, old Mike Jackson over at What a Maneuver. You know, I before all everything went down, the guy emailed the guy and was just like, "Hey, what's up? Like, let's squash this." And you know, that never. Nothing ever came to fruition of that. Um, but he also, he was a fucking bitch. So, fuck him. Um, but again, yeah, just, again, I was, I was in a very dark time. I mean, I, I, you know, I, in the moment, you know, it, it felt like I'd lost everything. You know, it's, that's the things with, that's, that's the thing about breakups is that, you know, to, to you, it's the end of the world. And to everybody else, it's just a Tuesday or a Thursday or whatever day it is, you know. But again, in that moment, I felt just like I'd lost everything. You know, I've I, I'd, I'd lost my girlfriend, my who's also my best friend. You know, the the life that we'd created together, the future we'd planned out. You know, her family. It was just all all, all these things that I held near and dear to my heart. You know, if someone would have asked me, you know, what what makes a meaningful life, I would have described those things that I just said to you, you know, and, um, you know, like I had someone ask, like, are you going to take like those episodes down that you had, you know, with her? And no, you know, I've got friends that are, you know, there's people that I don't speak to anymore and I've still kept those episodes up. You know, it's, um, it's very much one of the situations where, um, you know, it's, we will probably, you know, never talk or or be together again, but it's fine because, um, I got to know a very awesome person. And at one point, you know, she was the best thing to ever happen to me. And when we recorded those episodes were some of my favorites, you know, those episodes will always have a very special place, you know, in in my heart if i had to you know go back and delete every episode that you know uh you know it's just i'm i'm, I'm just i'm not gonna do that you know again it's uh i'm i'm moving forward with you know with the podcast in a different direction you know there is going to be uh a, a somewhat of a rebrand don't worry this is gonna stay the same more of a, a cosmetically you know uh, is what I mean is uh, I've uh, I, I've I've been wanting to to switch it up a little bit in, in, in as far as looks you know so like um but you know I, I debated possibly different music but I mean Vulture doesn't even use this music anymore so now it's just pretty much mine um but yeah you know like new logos and sort of things like that um but I'm not getting rid of the past I'm not getting rid of anything you know that we've all, that I've already recorded and again there's a you know there's there's people I don't speak to anymore. And I've done plenty of episodes of them and 
again, I'm not going to go through and, and, and delete anything like that because, again, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, those, those will stay there. Those are those are memories that, if need be, I can go back and listen to as well. It's just, again, there was a, a, a at that time and place, it was, you know, something that was recorded and it's there, you know. Um, you know, you, 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 you catch yourself, you know, sometimes, uh, missing someone who, who left your life. And, you know, it's not particularly just one person that I'm talking to. This pertains to, you know, a few people, you know, and, um, the, the one thing I've learned, you know, in, from, you know, my, my, my therapist and, and my friends and, and family, you know, it's, if someone wants to walk out of your life, you know, again, be it a, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, you know, family member, you know, it's just, you can't control people's actions. You can only control your actions to their actions, you know? Um, it's just the sad truth, you know, that some people wake up every single day and make the conscious decision to leave you out of their life you know they wake up and, and and choose to maintain this silence to not talk to you um and you know that might make you upset again i've been in a position last two months where it was sort of when it rains it pours you know it's <laughs> the uh the old uh you know the the curb your enthusiasm the larry david the da, 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 da. It's definitely played a few times. Um, and again, you know, it's the, the one thing I've learned is, you know, you got to, you know, you got to say what you got to say, you know, and again, if you want to really mend things with people, you know, you can, you know, you, you say what you got to say. And if they don't choose to respond to you, you know. But that's that's fine, you know. That that silence, that that you know, that empty space is it. It's that in itself is closure, you know. Sometimes not hearing from someone is closure, and that's fine, you know. Again, um, I've been lucky enough to, yeah, I've been able to, you know, catch up with a lot of old friends that I hadn't spoken to in a while, and you know, other bonds with, with you know, with with current friends have gotten stronger as I've just, you know, it's. It's been a trip. It's been a crazy last two months, you know? Um, and so, yeah, you know, that is as much as I will, you know, talk about that for the foreseeable future, you know? Um, again, I don't wish any ill will towards anybody, you know? Um, again, just sometimes someone comes into your life and you fall in love with them. You know, especially when, uh, for a very long time, you sort of uh, accepted that you weren't capable of loving or being loved. You know, it's one of those, oh, my friends and, you know, my friends and family, they, you know, they're allowed to feel those things, you know, uh, I'm not. That That's for the fucking movies, you know, that's a, that's a John Hughes thing. That doesn't happen in real life, you know? Um but again, you know, sometimes you, you meet someone and 
they they're able to fucking you know break that break that train of thought in your head um and they have a hold on your heart that you know even if you wanted to break you know you, you couldn't you know and there's uh been two months of you trying to break that you know it's it, it's overwhelming and and and, and humbling and, and painful you know how you just some how you think you're in control of your feelings sometimes you know you could stop feeling a certain way stop you know loving someone um but you know it's it, it's it's not the case you know it's like it's like trying to um it's trying it's like trying to breathe underwater you just can't you know and uh you know you're left hopelessly irretrievably you know in love or hurt or whatever adjective you chose to put in there you know but again you know it's just yeah you got to move on you know for you for you uh better call Saul fans you know the uh, the best way I've, you know, sort of been able to describe it, especially based on last week's episode, which, whew, man, you guys missed all me binge watching through Better Call Saul and talking about that, which that will be coming next month, me talking Better Call Saul. But, you know, it's uh, sometimes you're Jimmy McGill just trying to fucking make it through life, you know, just, just one foot in front of the other. Um, and then sometimes you're Saul Goodman, you know, just trying to stay busy and, uh, Live this lifestyle that, you know, you think will make you feel happier. You know, I, I, I often said, I was like, man, I'm so jealous that Dr. Manhattan could just fucking leave to Mars. Uh, you know, cause there was plenty of times that I wish that I could, you know, I was the same way, very dramatic where I was just like, yeah, I would totally fucking, you know, leave to Mars too, if I could. Um, but it, you know, that's just, it's not the way it works. You know, listen, to sum it up don't be so hard on yourself if you're going through it if you lost you know again boyfriend girlfriend family member friend whatever the case is you know because dr strange fucking mastered magic he was a sorcerer supreme and even he couldn't get his girl back so you know smartest man in the universe couldn't even do it so i feel a little bit better but uh again that is that i've I've, I've addressed that and going forward uh you know about all i'm gonna talk about that um Man, did you guys see those fucking uh, Marvel San Diego Comic Con announcements? Uh, there's too much. We do get a, we do get into it a little bit uh, on this episode, is because you know, and it, it comes up. It's hard um, not to talk about it, but the multiverse saga is you know sort of what what all this is going to be, what it's going to be called. Um, they announce a bunch of things, but you know specifically like Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again, eighteen part series fuck yeah and juggle that right into my veins because for like for a while i've been saying like well what's the fucking deal like you know it, it's disney plus it's your streaming service why are we subjected to you know six seven episodes like no give me you know give me a full fucking uh, you know 12 15 episodes like i want more of this i'm not someone that you know like i know some people are like oh i'm getting there's too much marvel stuff i'm getting overwhelmed not not this fucking guy like you could drop you could drop a fucking marvel something you know <laughs> every every week and i'd be like yeah i'm i'm with it you know as long as it's good and like again it's it's not like the stuff isn't you know it's 
they they very much know what they're fucking doing um so again i'm i'm excited you know but they um the there's ant-man ant-man and the wasp quantumania which is fucking by the what they described it sounds like it's gonna be pretty good uh the marvels which again i'm not super excited about it uh, you know but i'm i'm looking forward to a little bit more especially after miss marvel which was a, a show i enjoyed um i wish they would have done a little bit more but hey at the end of the day i enjoyed it guardians 3 of course that for sure is going to be fucking amazing because <laughs> you know it's like they they don't they don't drop the ball with these guardians movies i mean james gunn typically does pretty good you know you got blade coming out captain america new world order which i'm not looking forward to the fucking nwo parodies that these people are gonna be fucking bringing out of the woodworks uh the thunderbolts which is something that again we theorized on this podcast several times you know oh it's coming it's coming uh you know and you got the tv shows uh secret invasion sounds like it's gonna be fucking cool echo which they're gonna bring in daredevil and and kingpin and fuck yeah i'm all for it loki again season two fuck yeah bring it on uh this agatha harkness show meh iron heart iron heart i've openly expressed like i don't care i no leave iron man alone you know don't i don't want anything to do with iron man unless you're bringing tony stark back i don't care if he's dead you know so i am but i i listen i will say Again, right now I'm saying nope. I'm actively anti Ironheart. That may change because um, well, you have She Hulk coming out too, which cool. They showed Daredevil in the yellow and red suit. That looks fine, you know. But um, with Ironheart, you know, I'll, I'll transition into there's this uh, Wakanda Forever trailer that they put out. Um, again, for, <laughs> for a very long time, I talked about how I was like, listen, I'm all for representation, but you know uh fucking namor isn't supposed to be aztec or mexican he's supposed to clearly be like a white dude like stop fucking doing that just let him be a white dude um tenal cuerta looks fucking pretty dope as namor i'm not gonna lie he looks pretty fucking cool um and i've so you know i've, I've got a little bit of change of heart I'm, I'm waiting to see some more i'm waiting to you know uh, see some more but that trailer looks fucking amazing and Ironheart is in it. Maybe she'll change my mind. The one thing I will fucking say. At the end of that trailer, you see someone in a Black Panther suit. It's probably Shuri. I'm really hoping she's not the new Black Panther. You know? I want it to be M'Baku. As I just prefer that actor over the fucking anti-vaxxer weirdo. Who, you know, will probably get a... But again, regardless, uh, you know, a lot of fun stuff. Fantastic Four is going to be coming soon. And then you got two Avengers movies that they announced, which is, which they're only uh, like four or five months, they're about five months apart from each other. You got Avengers King Dynasty, which fuck yeah, I want to see this King. Everyone's talking about how awesome King looks, how awesome King is going to be, you know, King the Conqueror. Um, And then, you know, so Avengers Secret Wars. Uh, just bring it inject it all into my veins i'm so excited for it i'm so looking forward to it um another fun thing that happened though at the, the san diego comic-con was uh brody and malik brody king and fucking malachi black showing up and just constantly beating the shit out of darby um you guys know how much of a fucking fan i love brody king brody king is someone that i legitimately i genuinely love he's a fucking awesome dude 
you know, I've, I've had a, the pleasure of hanging out with him a few times, um, of having him on the show several times. You know, he he is uh, he, he is someone I would consider a friend. Uh, and so I was so fucking happy to see him and Mox go at it. Like, again, Brody will have that belt at some point, you know? Uh, but, you know, it's not right now. He will have it, just not right now. And again, it's fine. I'm in no rush, you know? I just, my, my boy's going to get it. So I'm excited about that, um, as well as just, you know, where they're going with this. You know, him and him and Darby always have these really fun matches. So, uh, you know, the more the merrier. It looks like they're going to be going the uh, six-man route in, in as much as, um, uh, you know, they're going to have um, Miro... Uh, Darby and Sting versus uh, House of Black, you know? Um, so I'm definitely, like, if that is what they go with, by all means. Like, let's fucking do that. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm all for it. Like, I just, I, I very much want, want to see those guys wrestle. I really want to see them. If if and when they introduce those trios titles, I'm very much hoping that they go to, you know, the boys in the house of black, just because again, I, I love Malachi. I love Brody, but he's also cool. You know, and Julia Hart, Ooh, shout out Julia Hart. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for, uh, for, for this week's it's, what are they doing? Fight for the fallen. Yeah. For fight for the fallen. It shouldn't be fun. Um, sorry. I've been talking for a while now. The, the episode is kind of a chunky one, but it's okay. I've been gone for a while. You know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see drugs. Eleni tweet, you know, new episode the way he always would. Um, very quickly though, if, uh, I don't think I mentioned the last time. So I'm currently right now officeless in as much as, uh, the old PWT cast office, you know, gone. Uh, there was some moving around, some shifting. I'm getting another office, a newer office, a nicer office. Um, and one of the things that I want to implement with that, as much as I, 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 you know, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, changing of the guard of or not changing of the guard i said that wrong um a fresh coat of paint um i don't i can't think of the word whatever uh is i want to start doing life stuff so i'm setting up like an actual like studio apartment no i'm sorry it's like an actual studio type setting you know with some actual production value to it i i went today to ikea was buying some stuff probably shouldn't have i should have just waited but i got very impatient i got very excited with with the stuff that i saw and you know um so there will be a video component hopefully fingers crossed coming to this soon as uh, again i just want to change it up for you guys i want to change it up you know again it's it's been almost three years of this and uh yeah you know i figured hey i, I took the hiatus i had a long time a long time to you think about things think about this and and what i wanted to do specifically with the show and stuff like that and that was one of my ideas, you know, um, let me know if that's something you would care about, you know, seeing us on, on, on like YouTube and stuff like that as, um, again, this is, this is something that I genuinely enjoy doing. This is something that I genuinely look forward to. Like I, you know, by, you know, because I, because the, I had to double up on the Patreon stuff this month because I, I, I missed out on, you know, th- there was a month that I took off. And thankful, thankful, I'm thankful for the patrons who, you know, they weren't shitty about it. They weren't, 
you know, they, they were all understanding of, of what it was that I was going through and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, it, it was a good feeling, you know, it was a good feeling knowing that these people are here for me and that, um, you know, I, I, I could rely on them. I could count on them, you know? And so, you know, again, like as a, as a make good, I, I double up on the Patreon and stuff like that. And that's something where like, I enjoy recording. I just, I love talking to people. I love, you know, and, um, like one of the things I had mentioned too, you know, was like, Oh, you know, we, I'm gonna bring back some wrestlers on here and stuff like that. <laughs> again, was the plan when I was in Vegas, but you know, some stuff happened. So I just wound up not, doing that but uh i i'm going to be trying to get get some get some wrestlers on here for, for you guys to enjoy that sort of content you know um but uh yeah you know let's let's go ahead and get into this week's episode as of course it was it, it only felt right to we're coming back out to bring on marty and sarah as you know again marty derosa very integral to to me to the podcast to, to just my life my mentor you know someone that i very much look up to i've all the good qualities about me I try to model after all the good qualities about him that, you know, he's instilled in me. We talk about it in the podcast, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, uh, kind of a chunky boy, but it's, it's a fun listen, and I've been gone for a while. So, uh, you know, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into uh, this week's episode with Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. <laughs> show cody rhodes once said wrestling has more than one royal family and right now with one of them falling apart at the seams uh you know it, it made sense that i wasn't gonna sit down and record with the funks or the guerreros or the flares unky uh, uncle rick might show up but i'm not recording with them instead i decided i'm bringing back the podcast with a bang and again, when you're doing that, you got you got to go and and talk to one of the royal families within wrestling. You got to talk to wrestling's aunt and uncle. <laughs> uh, so of course, I had to you know uh, get an Uber Black to the palatial estate. <laughs> it's the only way to reach it, you know. Uh, big fancy gate, long driveway. It's like the the intro to The Shining almost. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, of uh, course, uh, I you know I, I'm here with uh, Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey. Um, how, intro. Yeah, Thanks I'm sorry. Us. I every time I do these, even it's funny because I the the first time I recorded one of these was of course with with Marty. Yeah, and whenever I do the intro, that's always the one thing I think about the most. I'm always just in there, like in my head, just like rehearsing it over and over. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was rehearsing that on the way in here. Oh, Not that's unlike good. Noli. Noli rehearses yeah. our uh, Patreon podcast. He writes he him. writes down the intro for the uh, uh, our our friend Noli. How old's Noli? Eight. Eight our eight-year-old uh, podcast partner, uh, when we do our, our show with him on Patreon, he does the intro and he writes it down and he goes over it and uh, he's very serious about it. So Good promo cutter, just like you. Yeah. So it's, so it's very it's very similar to, I don't know if you guys have seen Nathan Fielder's new show mm-hmm. yet, The Rehearsal. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I'm going to delve in. It is. A, you're a fan of Nathan Fielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is just ridiculous yeah like i i love that hbo was just like what do you want to do sure okay and how much money do you want okay because like i with television we're like we were in this uh golden age where there's so much good television it's too much to watch um 
And that's very much one of those shows where it's like, yeah, you can watch it now or you can sit around and wait till it's done. But <laughs> it's so ridiculous that at some point you have to at least just watch one episode. I love how it's like you said, like we're in this like the, the prestige era of television and the golden age of television. And it's like, what shows do you watch? And I'm like, oh, I just kind of uh, hate watch wrestling and uh, tweet about it and talk about it. You watch a lot of um toy collectors on youtube yeah i don't watch a lot of don't tv shows you i'm like everyone's like do you watch succession do you watch this do you and watch this? old movies and you i'm like, like to watch your yeah Gen no X i waves. watch old action movies and horror movies and i watch wrestling i mean i'm sort of the same way where people will constantly tell me succession yeah ted last like these shows and i'm just like yeah i'm like i'll get around to it maybe in like three or four years when nobody's talking about it and it's not even like i'm too cool for it i'm just like well, I yeah. have to rewatch seasons one through eight of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia before I can start, yeah. before I can commit yeah, to a new show. Yeah, we're watching Seinfeld again right now. We're, we're watching, we're in season seven of Seinfeld. And uh, You're rewarded for being a longtime Seinfeld viewer. They put, they tuck in jokes from like seasons ago. It's great. Well, it's also, that's one of those shows where you don't realize how much of like, just it really penetrated like pop culture. culture. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was telling Sarah because we have a 10 year age difference. And I'm um, younger. you didn't watch Seinfeld when it was on, right? Well, but I did because um, I had seen it enough to where we all gathered around for the big finale. Yeah. Which I like didn't really understand a lot of because right. I was, you know, like 10. But, but like, <laughs> but when I mean, it, I was, I was allowed to, that's a big deal that I was allowed to watch even that. When it was on, when it was like, it was, like you said, it was just everywhere and you would go to school the next day. And it was just like, like imagine if like when Eddie Kingston said like, redeem these nuts to marrow. And then imagine if the next day at school, every kid was just like, redeem these nuts. Like we just watched like the Spongeworthy episode. And we just went like, you just watch these episodes and you're just, and I was telling Sarah, I'm just like, it's, I mean, like they would talk about it on the news, close on the radio, any radio show you listen to and your morning radio show, your AM radio, like just, it, it permeated everything. Yeah, like I watched it. I, I would watch it not understanding what was going mm-hmm. on. Like I had immigrant parents, so as long as I was watching something overtly like inappropriate, yeah. they didn't care. And I would watch these episodes and none of them were ever it wasn't like this is all of season this because they're all, yeah. you know, in um what is that called? Uh, they're all repeats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Syndication. They're on syndication. I saw most of them when I started to understand them was when I was in high school at our gym and I would be in the locker room and like that 5 p.m. was always the Seinfeld block. And so I'd be like wrapping up and I would be waiting for my mom to pick me up and being like, come on, come on, come on. I just want to get to the end of this episode. I got to see how it happens. And that was my big Seinfeld entry. So it's like, it's pretty timeless if you're able to relate to it this far out. I mean, to me, it's very, it's also one of those shows where once I've actually sat down and watched the entire thing from beginning to end, I'm like, oh, I like in my head, I'm like, there has to be an episode or two I've missed. There has to be one where Kramer, I don't know, does something wacky that I admit. And it's like, no, you watched every single one of them. Yeah. Well, one of the great things too, like to, to bring it to wrestling terms, if you watch Seinfeld, sometimes you're just like, you're getting your A plot, your B plot and your C plot. And in my head, I was like, those were all standalone episodes. You know, yeah, you watch and you're, you're right. like, oh my God, this is the one where George does this and, and Jerry this, says and this, this and yeah. Kramer wears this and it's all in one episode. So it'd be those like if you're- that I call Shakespeare episodes. Yeah. Because they end and you're like, I've just seen a play. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh yeah, and Hogan Andre was three and then the tournament was four and then the Mega Powers exploded at five. And you're like, no, no, this is all one episode. And you're just like, wow, I thought that was all separate. So that's like a, a testament to how, 
how good the 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 shows were. Yeah, good writing, good directing, the good color coding on the one the bet. They all change outfit colors as they succumb to masturbating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of like Superman colors, like red and blue mm-hmm. uh, for Jerry. A lot, of thought, into a lot it. of thought. Yeah. You mentioned writing and like it's sort of bring it back to wrestling. That's mm-hmm. sort of the one thing that like right now, like I mentioned at the beginning, where Rome is falling apart right now. You know, Roman? Rome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they no. said Roman. I'm Roman like, now what's injury. going on with Roman? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear? Uh. Uh, no, he, uh, you know, with, with like Vince McMahon being gone, and it's like. What's like, going on with that? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny to me because like last week, or it was like last week or the week before, everyone's like, you guys hear? TV 14. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, like, Impractical Jokers is TV 14. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't mean, like, no one's whipping out, like, a, an, an erection or something. Well, yeah. and also, it's like, what I kept saying was, like, if this is Vince still behind it, TV 14 has no bearing on like, There's no logic. Like, it'll be dirtier according to a, an old man who's having a lot of trouble at work, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, good luck. I mean, they might do more with it if it's still TV 14 now with other people in charge, but we've been waiting for this for a while for Vince to yeah. just kind of scoot away so we can see what wrestling would be without his grip. Well, like Marty, you who have been, you've been a lifelong fan. Like me and yes. Sarah, we were indoctrinated a little bit later lifelong. into our lives. We were yes. born later than you. We I couldn't was, even be a fan I was as long born as, you, as at, you wanted. Uh, WrestleMania one. Can you imagine? <laughs> in the crowd. No, yes, lifelong fan. Like what do you again? So you've been around. You've yes. seen again these. I've seen the rise, rise and fall of WCW. Yeah, okay. I've seen it all. He's a sentinel. I've of seen wrestling. it all, and and uh, what a lot of fans should do is I go back and you know whether it's reading books or documentaries or listening to podcasts about old school wrestling. Like you know, I've 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 put in the time. I've done the research. Uh, I know a little bit about wrestling. So do you think Vince McMahon? Being forced to retire because that's yes. also one of the funny things where everyone's like, "Yeah, he stepped away." It's like, no, 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 yeah. yeah that someone guy. had the conversation with him of like, "You have to go." Yeah, and it also it means too like something big is coming. I would assume so. Yeah, I keep hearing like whether it's the uh, HBO Real Sports, which will be so interesting because he was such a dickhead on Real Sports back in the day, and if they're the ones that put like the final nail in his coffin, that will be very Shakespearean to to put it back to that. But what was your do you see any real change coming? Because of we'll course, we'll have to wait and see. You know, you still have yeah. like Pritchard in charge. He still owns. Yeah, here's the thing. He still owns more stock than anybody. I think he owns like he was like I'm I'm the majority shareholder yeah. and I'm willing to help out however I can. Yeah, and it's like I Ugh. that's that's the thing where it's like his daughter is the the co CEO, which that's weird. After uh, he fired her months ago, let's after not they fired her and then put out and that story her, about like, how she gracefully about how she's not good at her job. And then, oh, now she's in charge. Like it's it to me, it very clearly smacks of like her and Triple H were not happy with how they were treated, and they were like, "All right, time to pull some moves." Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, uh, there's we'll just have to wait and see. Like you know, it won't we won't be able to tell like on Monday as we record this the day before Raw. Like Didn't it's you not say SmackDown had slightly different verbiage. A little bit, yeah. They mentioned New Japan, Ring of Honor. They said fans, um, but yeah, like I think everybody's kind of hoping that we start we get away from the weird WWE verbiage, the um, camera things. That's like, I just, I just want to be able to watch the show and not be like, Ugh, I have to change this, which I used to never like think like, I'm going to, there's going to be a time where I'm going to watch wrestling on Monday and just go, uh, I'm out. I'm out. I can't believe it. So but um, you'd have other options. You have other options, but we'll wait and see. I mean, he's still, 
Matt, and we talked about this on our podcast a, a couple weeks ago, where it was like, just out of habit, will the people be like, well, this is how Vince would do it. You you know, you got to take Sa- Sarah Shockey. Yeah, like Sarah Shockey. No, no, she's just Sarah or she's just Shockey. I need both names. And then, you know, and it's like all these things like for I, I and I think it's one of those things where everybody's like hyper focused to on all the, the 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 negatives because, you know, it for for as far as I can remember it, not for as far as I can remember, but for the, the last, you know, few years, especially this, this, the company is just kind of like, ah, like. Some of the pay-per-views are good, and there's always good matches. Like I was watching Sami Zayn on Austin's podcast and uh, on Peacock. And if, if you need like a, a a palate cleanser for wrestling, and you're just like, oh, everyone's gross. This guy's got to go. What's going on with the watch Sami Zayn on uh, on Austin's? It's like such a breath of fresh air. Two good boys talking about yeah. good wrestling and complimenting each other, but not like blowing smoke. It was really nice. Yeah, and one of the things that Sami said was he just came to this point where he's like, all I can do is focus on my segment my angle, my matches. And he kind of said like, once I started doing that, like it just was better. So I think, I think we'll just see. Cause I think for WB, what's kept it like, you know, tolerable is the people like that who have been like, I'm going to do the best that I can in these parameters, this weird promo I have to cut. I'll do the best I can to make it my own. And the matches, you know, they're still good matches. You watch like, you know, for SummerSlam, like everyone's like, oh, it's not going to be good, but it's like, Rollins and and uh, Matt Riddle will be good. Maybe people get their names back. Maybe instead of just Riddle, you know, it'll be Matt Riddle or Austin Theory. When you start seeing things like that, and the cameras are we aren't weird, and you know my Austin Theory, right? What's your Austin Theory about that? That they dropped Austin so that when people look up WWE conspiracy theories, all they come up with is Theory the wrestler. <laughs> I mean, I, there has to be some truth to that. You well, know? do you know why? So the big joke and yeah. why we bring that up. Is there's a conspiracy theory I heard about a little while back that Disney produced Frozen because they wanted people to stop looking up Walt Disney's head is Frozen. frozen. Cryogenic. Yeah. 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 So they were like, we just have to have a movie that. that has that name. So go yeah. next. I love a gentle conspiracy theory in yes. these we miss times where. Gentle conspiracy Don't theories. you miss the old ones, Scrump? The old days? Uh, I tell you what, there is a, uh, <laughs> a 21 year old Scrump yeah. listening to. Uh, uh, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> that's what that's what they want you to been think. There, you been know, there, been walking around downtown thinking about a Lisa Lamb. Yeah, yeah. I there was so I can tell this story now. Okay, because I couldn't a few months ago. Ooh, okay, but specifically with Alyssa Lamb. Yeah, there was a there was a date that I went on mm-hmm. with someone. And we were staying in a hotel, oh. and uh, it was one of these newer hotels where like the TVs have Netflix on them. Yeah, you know, which is like great because you don't have to be like, Fancy. do you want to watch the seven o'clock news or I don't mind six hundred pound life. Yeah. We don't mind six hundred pound life. We don't mind hotel just TV. Into a Sometimes hotel we're just TV. like we're into hotel TV. America's but funniest. Th- this one was right around the time it was like a, like a year, maybe two years ago when they released like that Alyssa Lamb documentary yeah. on Netflix. Yep. And the person I was there with, she goes, "We should watch this documentary." And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." That's what I'm like. I'm, I was like, "Oh, my buddy Marty," mm-hmm. and I start to, I start telling you know that story, and she's yeah. kind of just like, oh, "I still want to watch it with you, yeah. despite what you said about your friends." Yeah. Uh, and so we sit, you know, we start watching it and stuff like that. And prior to this, we had ordered food. Uh huh. Now this guy has to go down on the elevator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I'm just like. 
correct. And we're only like the third floor or something, so it's yeah. fine. Well, if you're not aware, elevators are very in, are, are very integral See, in the, yeah. in well, the, is in the processing story. processing differently because I get scared of Elisa Lamb, but then I still get on an elevator by myself and I kind of go, wouldn't it be funny to like do some <laughs> fucked up stuff in case something happens? Yeah, do a couple of for, yeah. for those people unaware, Marty, what what's up with Alyssa Lamb? Well, it is. She's she's not one of these uh, NXT 2.0 girls, is she? No, this is a real person, which you kind of feel, you know, weird, sort of, you know, going on and on about uh, who ended up dying under uh, odd circumstances, and there's video of her. Uh, in an elevator in this hotel that's a lot of people have said it's a cursed hotel in Los Angeles. And um, there's just like too many weird things that go about it's well she it, ended up like in the water in the water tank, tower right? yeah and people were like why is the water weird here and then it's like well how'd she get up there and th- there's a lot of questions it's like it's it's a perfect storm of a conspiracy theory of like because whatever happened whatever the reality was it's yeah. much weirder than the day-to-day yeah and so the routes you can go thinking about that are yeah. like endless which yeah. is why people it like gets, conspiracy there's theories. supernatural aspects to it there's mm-hmm. you know there's all sorts of stuff I think it was from from the episode that you and a uh, friend of the show, Dan Friesen, yes. there was like, I remember one of the theories was it was some sort of like Japanese game where you summon the devil. But yeah, there was stuff with all the buttons she was pressing and, and there's oh like, why isn't the elevator closing and who is she? Is she running for? Is she is playing hide and go seek with somebody? Well, yeah. I, I think yeah. Dan mentioned like there was uh, something about like... Uh, Unlike her Tumblr blog, where they were like, it was uh, she. She discovered military cloaking technology. Like, oh, of course. Then it's like then oh, the then people. Oh, then it gets into yeah. like that's where I'm like losing interest. Like my conspiracy theories, I want it to be about ghosts. I want it to be about you know fairies and spirits. Well, then people were like, I want it to be about how the government's X Y. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't well, pick yeah, and choose those. I want like, the fantasy she, one. She goes to Los Angeles for a um, like a fashion conference. So then it's like, okay, fashion. <gasps> Cloaks, cloaking device. You, know, you can cloaking. put a, a cloak on, and then you know, no one can see you. An invisibility cloak, or all this stuff. Yeah. Was, well, did, did you guys watch the, the no, Netflix document? No. So, if, I would recommend watching only for if like if you're one of these people who are like, I don't believe in ghosts yeah. or, or cloaking technology. Nothing. Yeah. It had to have been someone. You watch that documentary, and at least I was very much inclined walking away, going, that hotel manager knew like she oh. she was oh, oh very well, well well you know as like weird as everything was it's like the once you see like the water yeah. thickens yeah i got uh a little how burnt out i got a little burnt out on conspiracy theories uh well they got a little grim the last few <laughs> yeah things got a little uh you know yeah it's they're no longer fun anymore i feel like a like a conspiracy theory hipster of like Back in my day, back when it was, uh, you know, about the conspiracy theories, not about tricking a bunch of dum-dums. It was, yeah, it was. eh. I fall down that on that rabbit hole on TikTok where like it'll sometimes the algorithm will be like, oh, you like this Alyssa Lamb video. And here are some other like fun ones, you know, like supernatural things, things Uh like that. What was the TikTok thing where it's like the, the, somebody found a reporter somewhere, the Chinese government created TikTok for like Like unemployed, sad people. people. They (laughs) said they designed it for like sad homebodies who don't work. And we were like, we're like watching every day, like TikToks that make my heart sore. And we're like, yeah, do you too like a compilation? Yeah, no, it'll be like they dunked on us. Yeah, they well apparently like Chinese TikTok is way different than like 
the rest of the world's TikTok. Oh, sure, but they're watching the rest of the world's TikTok to understand how to better control their own. Like it's a huge information gathering process, and I'm just letting it do its thing. I miss Vine. I wish Vine. Was Sarah back loved every day. Vine. Sarah so loves Vine. I will Vine. never get deep into any app. Vine broke so my heart. So what is it like? We'll watch like compilations on YouTube of like TikToks that radiate Vine energy. Yeah, <laughs> there's some TikTok channels that are just straight up reposting old vines. Well, yeah, of yeah. course there are. Or we'll see a TikTok and we're like, that's that was a vine. That was a vine. That's a vine. Like, yeah, we award in our hearts. That's energy. a vine. Yeah. Yep. See the the TikToks that again, aside from the random like conspiracy theory ones, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun like wrestling moments you forgot oh, about yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, you're like, I like that when was... people know like my friends send me the best TikToks to where I go in and I like them, and then if I ever am craving vine, I just go into my TikTok likes and I'm like, I have the a couple good songs people doing impressions I like the ones where they're like every British girl in an old like British movie and I'm like oh yes that is right <laughs> uh, the the ones that I like always fall to um, are like the Marvel like the theory ones you know because sure th- th- there'll be some like it's I always tell people I'm like I follow like as much as I follow these like wrestling you know dirt sheets mm-hmm. news sites I'm, like it's the same thing with movies you know yeah. like someone will tell me you know, did you hear about this new Star Wars movie, this new Marvel movie that's coming out? And I'm like, yeah. Didn't you read about it four months ago on this yeah. random website so, when I did? let me ask you this. If it's, so Marvel. Yeah. Let's say uh, the end of the, um, like, uh, Infinity Wars and everything. What was the second one? The second one, Infinity War, or uh, what was the second of Endgame. the two? Endgame. Endgame. Let's say Endgame was uh, Mania 17. Okay, and it was just like, whoa, everything, wow, wow, wow. Where do you think we're at right now, wrestling-wise, with the the Marvel, the, the current Marvel? So I, I, it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. I've literally been explaining this in yeah. wrestling terms yeah. because right now it's like it's phase four of Marvel. Uh-huh. And so yesterday they announced fucking everything that's coming for the next three, four years. Okay. Um, one of the movies they announced is Secret Wars, which oh. in the comic books, oh. it, it, it's, it's how bananas. They, yeah, it's bananas. It was their way of like, we have all these different continuities. We need just one solid one as well as in, in because at this point they didn't have X-Men. They didn't have Fantastic Four. So they were sort of like, yeah, we're going to get all our continuities in order and get rid of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Because we can't use them. Like, it was... Yeah. So, they'll all be in Secret Wars? X-Men and... I'm assuming this is I mean, going guys to be... are huge parts of it. Yeah, because... How are they going to get... Okay, there's so many questions. <laughs> so, Do you know the deal with Secret Wars? Why? How they came up with that name? Oh. There's a really great episode on YouTube, uh, Toy Galaxy. He does uh, toy stuff, yeah, but also, son. like, pop culture. Uh, you know, he'll talk about old shows or old movies and stuff like that. And he was doing one about the, uh, the Secret War toy line i think and they were talking about these executives got all these kids in a room and they were just asking them what words were like the coolest to them and secret and wars were the biggest so they're like call it secret <laughs> wars so funny? and then they it just like hired somebody to write to write a comic little... for the toys yeah i mean I it, it, it makes sense you know like this, yeah. this is who you would go to yeah but like so with this like phase four of like these marvel stuff i've said it is it to me it reminds me of their of, of, of an AEW show yeah, where the pay per view is still so, too far away for you to like really book anything serious. Yeah, so you're gonna be like, here's a Mox versus a Brody. Here's a Mox versus okay. Roosh because it's like you're getting solid, good content. Yeah, but they're they're not really building. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, or like I think it's kind of like uh, 
Oh, maybe that era where like they tried to bring in the NWO and it didn't work and like Nash blew his ACL. That was like the um uh what's the one with all the different uh the No Way Home? No, no, no. What was the Marvel movie that no one liked with all the different people? The crew like they were all like Eternals. Eternals. I feel like Eternals was like the uh you know the 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 NWO reformation that didn't work out or something. They're like just scrap it, form well, DX. It, it, to me, it's also like Kevin Feige is like he is in Tony Conrad in as much as burn like, out. I three years, to. you get three years, brother. Yeah, and then you're you burning really out. <laughs> should give yourself a break. Or my best advice is like when you're at that phase where you are an expert and you're seeing the people coming up that are just as hungry as you were and don't have the comfort level that you do now and empower them to do something, give yourself a little break. And then when you're ready to cycle back in, cycle back in. But I think people want to hold on to their power so much. And it's like, yeah, but when it comes to booking, like your ideas will get stale if it is one brain. Yeah. Like, bring in some other brains. You're fine. Bring in a uh, Favreau like Memphis would switch bookers every six months. Can you imagine if they brought in Favreau just for like a season of AEW? That'd be great. And he was just in charge of wrestling. <laughs> like be that'd be great. hilarious. Yeah. Like because, because secret wars is coming though. And like it, it needs to be this massive. Everyone's going to fucking be involved. Like yeah. they'll probably, They'll probably be like, "Hey, Andrew Garfield, you know, Toby Maguire, you guys, you guys want in again? Like, yes. we'll give you another million dollars to, you know, swing there's in with so, all these other people." There's so many characters they'll have to introduce, though. But, and that's why I think then. that's what they're doing. Because if like any of the, any of the Marvel shows you watch now, you know, yeah. they're introducing this person and that person yeah. and this person. Like, there's uh, the next the next one. The next show is um, She Hulk, and they're like. They're introducing. They're bringing back Daredevil. They're bringing in this. I will, like. I like. I. I just feel like we're. This is where's Waldo? Yeah, I feel like we're just like in this area. Somebody had a great tweet where they were like, "It feels like after after Endgame and stuff. Like you're playing a video game you've already won, and you're just doing like side quests and just like you're very powerful dicking around. You're very powerful. Like I'm. I. I don't like this thing with like oh She Hulk or this or that or the Eternal. I'm just like. I want X-Men. Exactly. I want Fantastic Four. I want the cool See, stuff. No, like you guys are going through all these. What's Marvel going to do? Yeah. What's coming up? The ones I always get algorithmed for are like, look at how Zendaya and Tom Holland like are really in love with each other, even in interviews <laughs> and in small moments of light touch. That's where my videos yeah, Sarah's are. Sarah's in the gentle, horny nerd section. Gentle, horny nerd. They'll occasionally be Notice like, how he touches her leg. Oh my gosh, I love she it. She gets nervous and he touches, he caresses her her leg and she, she's better she, she needs to be told that she's beautiful he's gonna tell yeah. her she's beautiful yeah. in all these different clips yeah. and we'll play like I would die a thousand times she's taller than him and it doesn't get him intimidated <laughs> I would die my See, video Marvel yeah. could use some more romance though like that's I'm telling you like I They're, when they get it right I thought WandaVision I thought that was one of the most beautiful romances in the world yeah it's you know what is love or what is baby it? don't hurt me there was a <laughs> quote where he's like what is love if not I don't know grief well, persevering grief if not love persevering there that's you like go. beautiful well, well like the one thing too I always said was like you look back at those uh, you know those Infinity War movies you look back at Captain America's Civil War mm-hmm. you don't commit treason against your team and your country for just a friend that's all I'm saying yeah. you know you Bucky know. Bucky is pretty dreamy and I think old, old I Steve think Rogers lean into these romances and I'm here to help, but I have to make my own franchise for it to work, which I'm doing. I'm yes, working sir, on sir. it. Well, it's going to be all romance and planned for years in advance. Well, you, you are, you're an X-Men fan. You, you know, you, yeah. keep- but I'm like a, I'm like a, I wanted my story X-Men fan. So I'm like, not as I'm a Mary Sue X-Men fan. <laughs> I restructure the whole world to be a character about me, you know, in my mind. So I've written more X-Men than I've read. 
Garth Marenghi. <laughs> Garth Marenghi style. Uh, they need to put him into. Yes. Uh, so apparently, Matt, he, Matt Berry was supposed to be. Uh, Matt Berry, of course, of, of what we do in the oh shadows, yes. fame. One of the funniest uh, guys. Garth Marenghi. Garth Marenghi. Well. Yeah. Sanchez. He's someone who Julian Sanchez. There was like a week or two ago, or I might have been longer. Someone like they it was some it had to have been some sort of voice modulator, but it was all yeah. of like Doctor Strange's lines, but with his, it's like very funny. That's I saw that. Awesome. Yeah, you saw it. <laughs> that it was is next awesome. to a gentle video of Zendaya having Spider-Man. a Spider-Man. Nice <laughs> what are you doing? There's no way home. <laughs> And that to me that again that's a fun thing because we're again like we're in this golden age of like TV like there's so many people they can just sort of yeah. they can choose from like uh, this last Thor movie did, I don't know if you guys watched it no we, like, we're gonna we're gonna watch we watch it at home lately we're I mean you've seen this place now you know like we never leave oh, I, I would never <laughs> Our palatial either. estate yeah like if you lived in we the eyes wide shut mansion <laughs> why would you leave yeah like at the end of that one of the post credits is that they they introduce a new character and okay. they're like. It's the guy from Ted Lasso, and there's all these people who are just like ah, going crazy, and I'm like, very much the yeah. same way that someone turns into a, a Ring of Honor pay per view, and they're like, I've never heard of. You're, no, you're Sarah no. watching AEW, going, Why do I care about Dan Lambert? What who am I supposed this? to know about Can this I guy? Have some context, yeah. and then when they give me context, they go, Here's the exact 19 rules of the match. I go, This is too many rules and too much text to read. Oh yeah, we were watching the Pure Rules match last night from the ROH pay per view, and they Sarah and like our friend size Mike, 12 font. That's listen, like listen, set, we're watching it, <laughs> and Sarah and Mike and I are on the couch, and they. They show the rules and they both just go, oh, these <laughs> rules. I'm like, it's not that hard. I'll explain to you while you're watching. It's actually pretty fun. The pure division has always been one that I'm just like, uh, yeah, we crave. It's rules for nerds. When they give it to us. It's for like, wrestling nerds. Yeah. God, I didn't want to learn tonight. <laughs> well, how, how was speaking of the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Like, awesome. well, you it know, yeah, we don't yeah, have to go match by match great. or anything. But uh, like, well, definitely watch the uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee match. The beautiful. Garcia Yuta match. Yuta. Uh, the main event, the tag title match. Those are, if you're going to cherry pick, those are my favorite three. Yeah, it was just one of those nights where I love a night like this where you build it, where we're like, we're going to watch a little bit before the show, then we're going to go out and do something and then come back with food and watch the show. We got Jets Pizza Boats. Pizza Highly boats. recommend. Yeah, they, they'll make They're like calzones. Oh, okay. I was we like, have a Jets over order here. order Jets delivery. I don't know what the Somehow map is, it becomes but if like, you ever order Jets delivery, it's, it's always $50 yeah. or more, no matter what you get. But we live around the corner from a Jets. So we got some slices, some pizza boats, big sides of ranch. Jets yeah. has the best pizza ranch. And came back, and it was just like the vibe was in the air. The crowd was hot. They were fun. Crowd was but good. They were like fair. They didn't yeah. overgive. <laughs> they were, yeah, because like there was a moment where, like, when some real hardcore, like, Ring of Honor originals come out, the crowd's like, huh? Who's it's that? A or just like, ah, you're like, oh, these are AEW. These fans. are like the Ring of Honor felt fans, like all kind 70, of 70, 30 AEW to like diehard Ring of Honor fans. And then the diehard ones didn't even have their backs on some of them because you could see the people being like, you could. That's a bummer when you see it in their eyes where they're realizing like, all right, gonna have to win them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny with Ring of Honor because like I, I think the first one of the first the first time I watched wrestling with you actually was at Marty's old apartment where it was. Was I wearing red dress that night? No. Okay, that was a different night. I was always trying to look cool. (laughs) No, I I think Jimmy was there. Jimmy Lee. Yeah. He might have been there. Did you know then that I liked Marty? 
no, but this because this was like early on into the podcast. Because I remember I brought you a pro, one of our fancy pro wrestling t shirts, and I was just like, I was impressed. I thought that every person that I met through you yeah. was like an executive, like which you are. But at the time, like Jimmy Lee, I was like, I must be very respectful. This man probably makes, you know, 160K a year doing graphic design. Tell Scrump what you thought about me when you came to my old place with all my comedy roommates. So Marty lived there with his comedy roommates and he had everything so nice and clean where like, like beautiful curtains, a nice couch. And I could tell that it was like, well, your areas, like it was your touch that made the apartment sort of like adults live here. Like there's, you know, nice products Mm -hmm. here and you were always cooking for yourself and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so humble of this like famous comedian to just like choose to live like this to better she work. She thought on I had a bunch craft. of money and I just lived a humble life, she said. <laughs> well, I thought you'd been stashing it away because I saw you in 2010 at the yeah. Improv in Schomburg, funnier than the headliner. And I was like, wow, this guy is like, at the time, I thought, well, he's funny enough. He must be at least making, you know, $33,000 a year. <laughs> now, logically, like seven years have passed, five years have passed. Yeah. And I see you again and I go, well, he's just been putting money aside. He went to L.A., obviously cleaned up there, came back because he's got more cash to make in Chicago. And I was just like, he's so cool and so humble. I want to like be more like him. And he didn't feel like he was put together at all. No, I was not. Yeah. I mean, listen. You I know, have faith in you from the get-go. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I was working, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't have my ass together. Were, but you were so like clean and smelled good, which well, is like, you thanks. know what? I made my bed. You don't always luck out with that. I made my bed and I took showers. So yeah. I was very proud of that. I mean, I, I can vouch for how wonderful, because I remember specifically, I met Marty, it was at Extreme Rules 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, he, you posted, you're like, hey, I'm going to be in the crowd if anyone wants to say hello or something. And I was like, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, I got to say hi to Marty DeRosa. She you was, never met him? I, no, I hadn't met him, yeah. How and, long had you been listening to him? Uh, probably since... Well, I I find out about Colt Cabana after the pipe bomb. So mm-hmm. at that point, it'd probably been a year mm-hmm. or so. So oh, okay. and again through Colt Cabana, right yeah. away, same thing with Marty. So like I knew who Marty was. It was one of those things where like we have like an ancestry for where buddies come from. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'd be like, hey, do you guys want to go watch like a comedy show? And people were like, no. <laughs> well, you know, and most was, people are like, no, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, I don't know, it, it's not 21, is it 21 and over? A lot of places Some places, yeah. So that yeah, would have made sense. That's always I, the weird I would have been like 18, you're young. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and we could get you in some places, but not other places. Yeah, some places, they, some places, Colt and Marty would be like, yeah, that's my kid yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's working the show. <laughs> we'd have him grab, hold stuff to come in. Like, we'd have him I grab, like, trick. boxes and bags. Like, yep. He's with us, let's go, yeah. Yep. Uh, but I remember... Marty like messaged me. He was like, "Hey, he's like, there's, there's this like uh, WWE show at my house. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. come." And again, like my girlfriend told him, like, he invited me to his house. And this was like maybe like weeks after you know we yeah. met, we took a photo because I remember Colt was traveling internationally somewhere, yeah. and uh, this, I got I got like the Lucha skull tattoo, yep. sort of inspired by one of his designs. And you were like, "Let me send this to him right now." And like, just I remember walking back over to like you know my my girlfriend at the time, and I was like. Yeah, he's uh he followed me on Twitter and uh, he sent a picture to Colt. Oh, <laughs> you know, so, and that's still like what you do. Like yeah. you've always been. I like still that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can see where I would have thought that yeah. I should bring blank yesterday. Note I cards sent Ring of Honor show. Chris Stantlander a photo of uh, one of my new dudes that I met at the coffee shop in our new neighborhood. They're wrestling fans, so I'm like, 
Oh, buddy. We always make people, if they have particularly cool fans, especially like little kids, like um, there is a girl who had uh, like Chris Statlander face paint at one of the shows. And I was like, I'm going to text her right now. And then Chris like immediately gets back and is like, tell her she looks awesome. And it's like moments like that where you're like, you can wait in line all day and get a picture. But when you just like have one of those, like when Sergeant Slaughter came over and paid Roxy $5 for an autograph, it's like. That cost him nothing, but it meant everything tell, to everybody. Tell Scrump the whole story. So Put we it in were context. down. I think you know the story. Cash and Roxy and Wes. We were all down at Starcast, right next to David Todd Trost's pottery display, which he's still making wrestling pottery art. Follow him on Instagram. He's great. We were down there, and we decided just things are wrapping up. People are packing up. We're like, let's make our table the kids' autograph table, and then we are like around like uh i think you went over to scarlet and killer cross and we're like yeah. hey do this like yeah allison k like we're telling everybody go ask go ask Say, are you roxy? roxy for her autograph and roxy's just and like, we're giving her a little stuff to sign and people are giving her like a dollar five here and there and sergeant slaughter is is by our area and he's kind of could see him kind of looking over a little bit and seeing what's going on a slants behind the aviators and then he just marches over and asks her for an autograph gives are her five roxy? bucks are you roxy and she goes she has the biggest eyes. She's yeah. Like, yes. The only person who had bigger eyes than her was Wes. And there's a picture, I think, yeah. on our Instagram or his, where he just has this, like, you can see every emotion on his face mm-hmm. of, like, his past memories with Sergeant Slaughter, his daughter getting this moment, wrestling just kind of coming together. And then also just, like, Andy's giving her money. Like, that's a weird yeah. dad thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so real cool. funny and cool. Well, it's funny because, like, because of that, because, because of the amount of, Hey Marty, I'm gonna fucking camp outside of this, you know, of this theater so I yeah. can try and get into this uh, show. And just don't worry, you're on, you're on the he friends and family. Like, <laughs> for people. Uh, yeah. My favorite story is how we were at WrestleCon, WrestleMania 33, and we are talking to Dave Meltzer because we've run into him now a couple times. And he's I'm like, a big fan of Sarah's. He thinks she's very funny because we did a comedy show. Uh, I we played did a, Missy from WWE, yeah. which you have helped us get the shirts for, and that shirt tricked Max Castor into it thinking I was trying people. to sign him to WWE. Many, many WrestleCon weekends, we would have Sarah put on her WWE crew shirt, yep, staff. and then have her WWE staff shirt, with have a her clipboard with a clipboard. WWE logo, and walking around with a like with a headset. Yeah, like, I really do look the part. And it, like before Wally Mania one year or something, Sarah's talking to all the fans, and she's like, "Hey guys, like this is." our weekend like we have no problem with you little guys coming and to town wrestling but it is from yeah us. and we're writing all these jokes for it and it's just like such a funny bit and Meltzer saw it and like loved it so yeah we saw him and yeah. he just and runs right up to Sarah outside of a show we were like you going to the super show tonight and Dave's like I don't know I don't have a ticket or anything and I go just drop Marty DeRosa's name at the door. <laughs> He'll get you in. He's working I, the show. I doubt he needed to do that. He probably no, just needed to show up. That's why it was so funny to say where it's like, they're going to let you in. And yeah. then but yeah, he like was very Dave like, oh, you're well, get thank it. you very much. Like he had no concept mm-hmm. that like, and I'm like, I relate to that. We're all probably be in the industry for 20 years still being like, well, gee golly, I'd sure like one of the free cake pops that some local wrestling <laughs> fan is making. It's like, they would love to give you the cake pops. And, and that's one of the like, again, because I think us three being in our positions as we sort of, we, we walk can, between worlds. Yeah. We can sort of do things like that. Cause like when we were in uh, Vegas for double or nothing, we're some of the guys wanted to go take a, a picture in front of the welcome to Las Vegas sign. And so I'm like, Marks. yeah, exactly. I'm just like, they're like, come on. I was like, I'll come with you guys. I'll take I'll the, hold the camera. I'll, yeah, I was like, I'll hold the camera. And uh, while we're doing that, 
Max Caster walks up, and it's I think he was maybe with people. I don't know, but I just remember at one point Max Caster walks up, and one of the guys that was with us, biggest biggest Max Caster fan. Anytime there's a show, he's like, I need to be in the front row and scissor someone just just <laughs> just because I love the acclaim so much. And so we walk by, and he's like, Holy shit! He goes, You're here, and Max Caster just goes, Yep. He goes, Awesome, man, and walks away. And I was like, Juan go get your picture. He's like, I can't ask him for a picture. And I'm just like, hey, Max. I was like, I don't mean to bother you, man. You know, and the guys get the pictures with them and everything like that. And it's as jaded as sometimes, you you know, we all can be. It's it's one of those where it's like, yeah, no, I will gladly, like, I'll ask. Like, it's fun to do that, you know. It's fun to make a moment happen that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise without someone being a little bit like, taking a chance at like making a nice thing happen and if it doesn't happen it's no big deal but like when it does those moments yeah they're cool heat 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 as shiggy hero would say uh you know in sort of with with aew uh all out is i don't know if you guys can believe it it's in chicago again uh you i you guys have mentioned how like we're out we're, we're out for that we're one. all out of we're all out on that energy one. I'm good. We're going to watch this one from home. We actually were like fantasy booking just watching here, which Mm -hmm. honestly, it's like one of my favorite things to do now is like we're here with the cats. We eat whatever we want. We text, you know, like you take pictures of the screen. Like sometimes I crave the live experience. Sometimes I crave the home experience. Yeah. One that we do a new thing now where it's like, what would it take to get you there? You know, like when when Raw's here, we're like limo. Free tickets, uh, front access row, to catering. access to catering, interview a couple people if we want. No, I just think uh, we're just at that point of spoiled with all the shows here where it's like now when they're like, oh, it's it, it's at the now arena in the suburbs. We're like, oh, that's like going out of town. No but way. If you have someone to drive you. You yeah. get a parking pass. Like sometimes everything kind of slides into place. But like our buddy Kevin Aldridge was like, hey. There's a couple suites available. I'm thinking, and I was like, Not this no, one. we we did that a couple years ago. It was a blast. Yeah. It was also like planning a midi wedding. Yeah, midi wedding. <laughs> Forbidden Door was a fun roller coaster because it was like, I had a guy who was like, I know someone who can get you tickets. I said, okay, cool. And then it's one of those <laughs> where I'm like, man, I don't know if I can if I if this is gonna happen. If it's gonna happen, okay, okay. Turned out it happened. It was great. We went, and then everyone's getting hurt, and the show's oh man, and then it's like. All right, and then and then when it was over, it was like wow, that couldn't have worked out better. But it was like let's- literally that night when Forbidden Door was over, I checked my Slack from work, and they were like, "Hey, a bunch of us tested positive for COVID," and I was like, "Noli and Tom are staying at our house. We just had the barbecue. We mm-hmm. just went to the show." I'm like, "Okay, there's nothing I could have done differently, but I just gotta like." take the win for the show and then just move forward. Mm-hmm. Nobody ended up getting it. Other I, than yeah. Me. We like, uh, obviously slept in the same bed. We don't well, have separate. I, didn't, I slept in the same bed that night. Cause I didn't yeah. have any symptoms. Yeah. And then I told myself, I'm just going to get a politeness COVID test before I go do my plans on Monday. And that test was like, Oh, you got COVID. And I was like, uh, I was so confused cause I had no symptoms. Yeah. But then three hours later, it was like, I couldn't have tested at a better time, but that whole forbidden door, like, Everything worked out very well, but I was like, let's not push it for all out. Let's just like cozy up and watch it and tweet. Yeah. And we could even go live like after the show or something. We do whatever we want. Yeah. I mean, it, like going back with the live wrestling, which is also now arena. Mm-hmm. Come on. United Center's right there. Wintrust is right I there. Know. If it was Wintrust or if it was um, 
they also don't the the staff historically are always like, what is going on? I swear every time we go to now, I'll talk to like people around us, like with like older women. I'll, always, if you want to know what's going on, you talk to older women working at the arena. And then you talk to them like Marty and, the woman and they'll tell you anything. Just goes, what the hell is this? And I was like, are you not aware of like how popular this is? She goes, I thought there'd be like half this people here. And she's like, I thought I was to think she was going to go home early. She's like, I thought I was getting out of here around nine. She goes, I'm going to be here till two. (laughs) And, uh, uh, the the pretzels there were terrible. The cheese of the the now arena is the, it's like, they should be ashamed of themselves. And I think it's so funny. They bought it in 1989. We we think it's very funny that there's a giant pill bottle on top of the arena because it's like some vitamins thing. And I think that's so funny that there's the big wrestling up Epicenter of Chicago's got a giant pill bottle on top See, of it. They la- want to add an HGH syringe, yeah. but they need <laughs> Last year, because I, I did all three of the shows, and one of the things that I did was I was like, I'm going to try all the food, which the pretzel pretzels are fucking suck. But like the pretzels at Wintrust are amazing. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, Wintrust. Okay. Wintrust. No, Wintrust. Yeah, or you go to United Center, and United Center has 8 million uh, places to get food like United Center is such a a, a fancier or, or like, like well O'Hare thought style. out place <laughs> where basically it's like if this is where your seats are everything you need is here you don't have to go to the other side of the building you have your for own station of anything. restrooms food and drink in every yeah. area and they kind of basically sell the same stuff but then if you walk a little bit you're rewarded with a few like pop ups and like fun spots or like you know a little museum esque area. But uh, man, the now is just like uh, it. It feels somehow related to Berwyn in terms of like indie wrestling <laughs> to like <laughs> TV wrestling. It's for the food because that's always what, one of the things is that I try not to just overindulge. Like I don't have to buy merchandise, so it'll be food where I'm just like, yeah. Because I mean, sometimes it's like, yeah, you can come back to catering, and even then, it's like I'll have this one morsel I, of food. It's my dream to come back to catering simply because I want to just see what wrestlers eat. Ever since Paloma Chicken. told me she saw Dolph Ziggler <laughs> eat nine bananas, six bananas. Was it nine, seven bananas? Somewhere between six and nine bananas in a row in catering. And I was like, these wrestlers are just fantastic beings. And where do you find them? Catering. <laughs> for, <laughs> for all in, uh, for, for, you know, for the inaugural, yeah. and I remember Frank and I, because we were, we were helping backstage, like at one point, Ryan's like, I have to have oh, some yeah, fancy. He's like, I have to have some fancy boy meeting. Well, we came out prior to the show, shot the t shirt cannons yeah. into yeah. the. Yeah. yeah. And that's then, when the uh, star cast and everything. I remember. That was, yeah. that was, that was so a magical. We saw you and we were like starstruck yeah that was a magical show yeah it yeah. really was yeah and that was the only thing i did on that that was show. the only <laughs> thing you did on that show the only thing you i did, did no other that. extra work at all <laughs> nope tony's dad was Rose not there <laughs> tony's dad was not there being offended by any match at all yes but i remember uh at one point you know they were like oh like dana you know massey she was like go get some food you know uh cracker barrel cater go go get some food oh yeah cracker barrel that's really right did cater and, it. and frank oh, and yeah. frank and i dream. were like let's find colt and see where we can but it was Colt yeah it was it was Colt with uh, Billy and the ass boys which yeah. they weren't even the ass boys yet but it was all them at a table no space and Frank and I were like we're like there's a garbage can outside that we can put our plates on uh-huh. we'll, we'll eat on that like Jimmy Jacobs walked by and was like you guys can oh, go yeah, and we're like no 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 it's okay but when we went in to go get our food uh, Brian Cage was just like loading up yeah. on like scrambled eggs and grilled chicken <laughs> yeah and we're just and like 
you're seeing them eat just whatever's there at like 7 p.m. Like to me, scrambled eggs at 7 p.m. is hilarious. He's one of those guys when he comes to a show and he's got like the latest in technology of like, oh, I have this thing that keeps all my meals warm. And he's like pulling out like this. It's like basically like a mini stove. And he's like, this is my chicken cacciatore I can eat after the match. And then this is my egg white omelet. And then on the top here is just a chicken, just all chicken. My favorite Brian Cage story is that I complimented him on his gear and he very pointedly said, thanks, my fiance designed it. Like, I felt like I was in trouble. (laughs) I was like, okay, Tom, great job. (laughs) See, my favorite Brian Cage story is uh, when we were on the the first Jericho cruise, there was some, we went to the Atlantis water park. Yeah. And we're like, there's some water slide. There were stories from that day. Oh, there's It was the most fun. And we're like going to some water slide and we go all the way up there and this like 16 year old kid has to be like, um, I'm sorry, sir. Like you're too big to go down the slide yeah. just because he's so There was wide. like a thing oh, of no, like, you're going to get stuck. Did yeah. he have to climb back down or do they I have like a gondola? I think it was probably like a very proud moment for him because he was like, sorry guys, sorry. I can't go down. I'm too big. I'll take a picture for you at the bottom. Yeah, I'm too big. Yeah. like it could, And it was like quite the climb his too. His yeah. went viral when Colt stuck the sticker on his back and he couldn't reach to get it off. I think Marty was also there present several times or during breakfast. We mentioned like this, like because there's wrestlers there. So, you know, sometimes people were like, Hey, Kurt Angle, um, you know, mm-hmm. b- f- broken freaking neck, big fan. You yeah. know, Hey, Chris Jericho, whatever. Yeah. With this man at breakfast, no one was going near Brian oh, Cage because yeah. it was just like him at a table with Hovered like a tr- over the food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it a cage because he's inside. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just sort of as we wrap that, wind down here, because I mean, we've been chatting for a while now. You Again, stay we, all night. Like once we turn off, we'll just tuck yeah. you into the den. Yeah, that was actually that was sort of my plan. Yeah. Or maybe I'll hear the the, the sun rune. You, you know, you're just visiting. You're our little nephew. We like to think when people come over, there are little nieces and nephews, and they could just kind of like chill out. We don't care if you're going through something. We don't care if you want to do drugs here. Like <laughs> we're fun. And then you know we send them off with like a little grab bag or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I've been eyeing that that laptop. That's probably just what I'm yeah. gonna take. Take it. We <laughs> love giving away thing. stuff. No, it is funny though because the, there are like anyone. Anytime you mention there's there's a group of people. You know, you mention Marty and Sarah too. It's always just like yeah, because like you mentioned Cash earlier. You know, I I I didn't realize how old I actually was when until you'll Marty, realize when you meet a kid and watch them become an adult <laughs> on, on top of that but until when Marty stopped coming to me for uh like what the kid like references what the kids are into what the yeah. kids are into and I'm like yeah I'm I've like you aged out yeah you Cash aged even out. aged out now Cash is like driving now so I've got like Noli or Milo, Milo and Penny of like what do the kids think now it's like Cash is on my like teen watch of like what do the teens think of this Cash? Yeah, it's like Cash to Antonio is yeah. a teen watch. Yeah, <laughs> Cash will is a is a monster. I love him. I I tell him all the time. He is he is my little brother. He's the he's like an Andy Warhol that you just kind yeah. of like supply him with what he needs. He's, a young you know, a young like iconoclast. Yeah, he's a young iconoclast. <laughs> he's an ideas man. You just got to feed him and and let him put out his spaghetti. It'll some of it'll stick and some of it'll fall to the floor. And you know he's a genius either way. Yeah, and again, and because of that, like I think the the Marty and Sarah influence is strong with him and with like there's you know with a, a, a good you know the a lot of your listeners too you know like your, your Jonathan Mayers who just yes. you know the, the sweetest of sweethearts you endlessly know endlessly kind always showing up with a fun thing to say or like a nice little email here and there yeah, yeah sometimes I see like some of my 
friends in in comedy or or just associates or even in wrestling too where it's just like their listeners or their fans or whatever i'm just like oh man i don't know if i'd want those fans but we've got like the nicest, the nicest sweetest fans everybody's so cool drugs delaney like a cool yeah like just cool people wearing fun clothes who are very unassuming yeah like that's- and we like to you know if, if money needs to be raised for a good cause or whatever and it's funny because like we were talking to a friend recently and we we helped them in a, a tough situation and they were like there, there was just like, yeah, my wife was just like, I'm just going to have to accept that there's these weird wrestling fans that, that are, are like, like whatever you need, things. we'll take care of your family. It's yeah. like, no problem, <laughs> like, man. For what? I don't yeah. know. It makes us feel good. But I, I just. But I Marty's just, always the biggest proponent of that, of like, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling stuck, if you're especially like inside your own head, like just picking someone and just choosing to do something nice for them, even if they can't accept it, even if it's hard for them to take it, just knowing like. I would have liked if someone would have tried to do that for me at a time. Sure. So like now that I can see that just passing it around and then it always comes back. Like I'm not afraid to go into a room or to a wrestling show. Cause I don't really have problems with anybody. It's just kind of nice to, and when you along. do it enough, you can kind of spot like what's going on with this person. Are they having a, a, uh, something's going on like maybe we can help and then when you can help it's like the best or yep. connecting people is real cool and, and um, just seeing like the people backstage who might be feeling because I spent so long being the person backstage being like I'm so uncomfortable I don't want to do anything wrong and then realizing like oh most of the people back here feel that way on some level so if I can be the person to be a little brave and introduce myself and like kind of get a conversation started it it's like a service. It's a nice little thing to do. Yeah. And it's completely free. And a lot of times you'll notice, like I remember back there was a, an AAW show we did. And after the show or during the show, I noticed uh, Stella Cheeks, who's a, a, a Chicago wrestling personality and burlesque performer. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, it was her bachelorette party and they were doing the like scavenger hunt. And she's like, I'm like, what are you, what are you guys trying to get done here? And they're like, we need the, I'm like, okay, boom, besties in the world. Go talk to them. They need to talk to you. Go, okay, I needed a belt. We need a belt. Dr. Keith, we need a belt for her to hold in this photo. We need, they were doing like a wrestling bachelorette party scavenger hunt. It's like, okay, they got to get a picture. And it's with, so fun. Cause you can think of like yeah. the exact person who's probably not doing anything who'd be happy to help. But then it's also like, you start to see the people who don't want to like get in on the fun. And then it's like, cool. Usually those are the people that cause drama and like it really yeah. like but finding the, the nice people ones, who want to flourish like, it around. And it's so fun to watch them. Like yeah. Sarah was recently telling Jake something that there's this. I'll explain. <laughs> you, you explain everything. I don't even need to. You got this. So I love Jake something. We always he's just one of those people who there are certain people to show. You see him. You're going to have a nice five minute conversation. If they need anything, they can come to you and vice versa. And it's like those are the gems of wrestling. Jake something's one of them. And I was like, hey, I got to tell you, I'm like, these aging millennial women are just like so thirsty for you. And I'm like, if you saw the chats that me and my friends have about you and he's like so genuinely flattered by that. Yeah. And just kind of like laughing, but also like, oh, that's like, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to tell him this. Like it would make his day. And it's you like, always think like, oh, he wouldn't like, care. Oh, our horniness yeah. doesn't affect mm-hmm. it. It's like, no, sometimes guys like to be told that they're like rattling some bars you know yeah yeah or we had a we had a um a friend who wrote some fan fiction about the best friends and we did a c2e2 show and they were all on the panel and sarah read it in character uh and they were just like it was so like 
these, I just don't think they think somebody would sit down and be like, I'm going to write a real horny fictional story. Well, do you remember the one that I wrote for Eddie Kingston? Oh, and yeah. Like, what was it like watching get, him react get, yeah. to me read when you said, about at, bonkers what, and yonkers? Let's get bonkers and yonkers. And he just, what? Yeah, he just, yeah. Eddie has the best reactions because if you directly turn a joke on him, his reaction is usually to go, what? <laughs> Not on like Lil John. Yeah. I think Eddie Kingston is the most genuine person that I've met through wrestling. One of the I, absolute gold standards I, of like locker room fun, great at a restaurant, came to my comedy show, me and Liz Anderson's duo comedy show. Yep. He and Caitlin and Scarlett all came and we just had, and then afterward he wore the, the BJ the, crown, the yeah. tiara from the show. Yeah. I just like, he's fun wherever he goes. He's always fun to talk to. Always got something interesting to say. We'll and, hassle and, you and in a like fun way. We, when we set, talk like 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 I'll like do my do impression. Like, oh, that's how I sound to you. That's what I sound like to you. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. No, yes, I, it is. Yeah, we like the fun, silly ones. We and, gave him a mic and let him warm up our crowd at StarCast. And it was like one of the best decisions. It was that yeah. tent. Remember, you got that guy out of the crowd that looked just like Davey Vega. <laughs> made them stand next to each other and they both were like that was really weird for me man but i yeah. appreciate it <laughs> well I, I know you were at the show i don't know marty if, if you would have been there it was the the aaw show where the bucks showed up to challenge the lucha bros i was on commentary okay so you would have been on yeah. commentary no that was where i filmed that commercial and i was late oh, i did a commercial right. there i got there for that i knew that was gonna happen yeah you were there that was the then. mop commercial oh yeah mops where he spills the salsa watch yeah. sports the, 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 they still the, play the, mop, the commercial. mop commercial yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played all the time the amount of times people will random yeah. people that don't like non-wrestling friends were like hey is this your friend people from high school are like did i see you on tv doing a, a mopping for five seconds yeah that's but me. it was eddie king said it was like it was a six man and they're like it him was right and his before team. all out the night before in they're like coming through the crowd and yeah. someone gets Nettie's face and he like shoves him and like oh the shirt he ripped that guy's shirt yeah, off and that it was on the mic for that was a different time when yeah. this guy got Nettie's face and eddie did that thing where he grabbed him around the shirt pushed him and pulled him like a bunch of times Tug the of shirt it's just gone. Well, Everybody was just like, I remember oh, there's like a silence. Like, yeah. Caitlin gets up and starts screaming, yeah. like, Eddie, stop. And, Eddie, no. and like, oh, yeah. and Danny and yeah. all these people yeah. running to the ring. And Eddie just grabs a mic, goes in the ring, and yeah. says, He's like, I got, he goes, There's two things I got to tell you all. One, he goes, If you fucking touch me, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And number two, and just sits on it, and everyone were all like, Yeah. He goes, wow, the thick Asian and Latino women throws the microphone. And the room just like, it was like that thing where you tell a joke to the yeah. king and it's like pause and then it's like, ha, 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 ha. And then the room is like, I yeah. guess we can laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment for sure. Yeah. Like of all the people that try to get in a fight with at a show, you picked Eddie Kingston. You wow. Eddie Kingston. That's like a level of uh, yeah. tomfoolery. It's funny. I just watched a clip of uh, World Class from probably like early to mid eighties and uh, this drunk fan got in Terry Gordy's face and Terry Gordy just stepped. Cause they, they just had a rope like this rope and never, you can just pick up the rope and go under it. And this drunk dude, he's got a cigarette in his mouth and he just comes up like, what's up man. And uh, Terry Gordy just gets out of the ring, steps down. The guy's ready to talk to him. Terry Gordy's like, we're not talking. And he just pushes him so hard. The guy just goes flying off camera. And then he like stands up like, Oh, and then all these like sheriffs grab them and start like all the security just takes them off. But it's like, man, the choices people make at wrestling shows, especially hey, so when they're funny, drunk. Like if you're not, yeah, like you're not prepared for anything yeah. that you might want to impulse do, and then you do it, and these people who are like, 
oh, this is like actually what I'm built for is like a moment like this where I got to improvise, be tough, like be in charge of the situation. Like these little dorks don't have a chance and yet they still try. Well, it's yeah. like sometimes when you're sitting like with me, like if I'm sitting front row, it's one of those like I got to protect the biz, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I got to, I got to, you know, boo, boo the bad guys, yep. cheer the good guys. Yep. That's, there that's was how I taught scrump. And me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was, it was at full gear or yeah, full gear was like hangman Kenny it was one of those things where Kenny was like, you know, jostling hangman around. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Kenny, I'm like, come on, kick this loser's ass. Like, what are you doing? And like my friends sitting next to me, they're like, no, go hangman, go yeah. hangman. So Kenny grabs hangman and throws him right into, right into the barrier, right where they are. Yeah. Goes over the, you know, over the barrier and just goes like, ah, like some yeah. weird Kenny Omega thing, yeah. you know? And it's one of those where it's like, as focused as hyper focused as this guy is on like getting all the spots and yeah. you know, getting the timing right yeah i'm like i know that those 30 seconds where he was like that little boy in the fucking yep. the cubs hats you know is is booing me i gotta fuck how did you kid. how yeah. how good of a job do you think will osprey did on that kenny omega kenny omega impersonation uh, i thought it was perfect yeah. i thought it was so funny i thought it was awesome where were you talking about where he when he did the one winged angel and, and the guy and he you, lifted the guy and he uh, goes, oh no oh and then he was like kicking I loved it I thought it was so great it's funny to it, to me I I enjoyed it if yeah. they're actually building to a match if sure. it's if it's going to be one of these because sometimes yes. it happens in wrestling where yeah. it's like you wait till me and Sarah get uh -huh. in the ring and then it's like no remember uh <laughs> Teddy Hart going like and if everybody wants to see me wrestle Pentagon who trained under my academy yeah. at the next show. That's what's happening. It was, it and was, he's like trying to like, book on the fly. They're like, oh, in his promo. this is Teddy's last show at the company. And it's like, okay, cool. And uh, and then he grabs the mic after it. And he's like. My students, next, Ray Phoenix yeah, and next, Pentagon. Next month, you want to see us go one-on-one? -on -one? And I'm like, well, he just booked himself a show next month. <laughs> he, I love it. Teddy Hart being the 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 person that he is there's what there was a i was down for i was down in florida for the uh cruiserweight classic the first mm -hmm. time they did it and i remember coming in late and he was like also just coming in at the time they're like oh you ticket everything and i'm like here and teddy hart just like walks in and they're like oh sir sir and he's just like no it's okay and he has he's just holding his yeah. cat there's this yeah woman next to him just they just walking in and even you see teddy and he's wearing these weird oversized yeah, shiny pajamas shiny pajamas yes, shiny pajamas i remember which is also his gear there was a wrestle con where he was it was the wrestle con he was walking around with like a replica of the ring of honor world title all weekend and he had his cats and, and his shiny pg there was a re i think i don't know if like colt was going to interview him or he was in there something and we go in the room and it hotel room mind you it could not have smelled like weed more colt just walks in and there's like cats and weed and he's like hey man we gotta go somewhere else like i can't i can't do this in here because colt's like <laughs> deathly allergic, allergic to, to cats <laughs> and he's never gotten high and he just walked in he was like oh we got to find another room to go do this in he's like i can't i don't think i could do this in here because it was just like it was and the i'm dead. thinking like you know, like I'll like vape in a hotel room and I'm like, I hope nobody knows what I'm doing in here. And they're just like smoking like flour, like it's going out of style in this room. And I'm just like, I guess the they're just like, are all high. it's just $500 <laughs> fine. It's no big deal. Like, yeah, okay. The amount of hotel Smoke rooms that up, guy's yeah. probably. I'm not paying for this room anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so we'll go out of that. You know, of, of the many experiences that we've had with, with, with wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, what would you, what, what is the most fun experience that you've had? Sarah. I 
feel like it's hard to put it all into like one thing. But what I always think about is like there's real magic when it's like New Japan comes to the US. And there was a time where you and Excalibur were commentating from like this high up little the, sky uh, high spot area. super show yeah high spot super show and i was just kind of over a little bit and it was like a fire escape i had my knees like dangling over and i was like looking down and okada was like waiting to go out i think right was it tanahashi. it was tanahashi it was tanahashi yeah. but we saw okada that weekend yeah. so there's just angels glowing in my head when i think about these memories tanahashi was down below and i was just peeking down and i was just like with my brain, like, just look up at me. Like, just look up. And I was like, it's not going to work. But then he looked up and he, like, winked and smiled and then went out to the match. And I was like, he heard my wish came true. <laughs> it was, like, the most little kid wrestling moment I think I've ever had, which, like, came late. But that was, like, really early in my fandom. And it was just, like, those little magic moments where a wrestler just throws you an interaction, like, so amazing. And then also knowing that, like, you're up there like working like I'm enough in the industry to even be up like if I'm watching wrestling from up above somewhere it always just makes me feel like I've worked a little bit hard to hang out here and I like that what about you Marty for me it was like as a wrestling fan it was a WrestleCon and I was interviewing um Animal of the Road Warriors Tully Blanchard and man Maybe J.J. Dillon. I can't remember who else was there. Um, but Animal was being real cool, and Animal was, like, putting over how awesome, like, Tully and the Horsemen were. And they're like, these poor guys were wrestling all these, you know, giant power lifters who got into wrestling who are just, like, he's like, I had no idea how good they made me look. Like, it was really cool because it was such a, like, gracious, you know, interview from Animal. And I was just, like, as I was doing this, I was like, oh, I have a question that I've never had the answer to. And I was like, hey, when you guys would do the doomsday device, how come sometimes you would go down with the guys and other times you would just flip them over? And he's like, oh, if I didn't like you, you got flipped, you know? <laughs> and he's like, unfortunately, if you were like an enhancement guy, you got flipped. But if you were like a bigger name guy and he goes, and if you were like, hey, we like this guy, we got to take care of him. You know, we got Sting up there. We're going to have to go back with Sting. But then he was like, like, watch us with the nasty boys. He's like, they're cool, but I don't really like them. He goes, <laughs> fuck that flipping, you know, Sag's getting fucking flipped off. Nob's getting flipped off. Like, I forgot who was whatever one he did. I would assume it was what Nob's. He was just like, he gets fucking flipped backwards. Like, things like that where it's just like you get these answers. Uh, or like um, like Bobby Fulton. Uh, and Colt, Colt's podcast was so fun for this too. Because a lot of times he would be like, like got any questions for so and so or whatever, and uh, with with uh, um, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton and the Fantastics, they for the history of of wrestling, they're the only people I know whose intro was included in their theme song. Like there was a guy, and he would go from the City of Angels, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton, the Fantastics, and I was like, why was that? And he goes, honestly, I think we told the person doing the music that that's what they'll say. So figure out how the musical sound with that intro. And they just like had some guy do the voiceover for it. So I was like, oh, cool. Like you get these answers. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what's been so cool about the, um, you know, sort of like the, the line between fans and wrestlers, whether it's social media or conventions or, you know, Austin's podcast or Colt's podcast, where it's like you get the answers to these questions where like, in the seventies, people would have been like, why does Terry Funk do that? You know, it's like, you'll never know. And now you can like ask him at a, 
at a uh, you know a one man show, or you can hear someone ask it on a podcast or whatever. So stuff like that's real cool. Uh, well, stuff like this for me is really cool. <laughs> yeah, cause, cause again, it, it, what's yours? What's yours? Yeah. I mean, if I could, I always, I just always go back to like uh, specifically though. I've, the one moment that it's just the story that I always tell, of course, is my Okada sleeping yeah. in the car yeah, story yeah, yeah, because that's it's a, that's a story, you know. But I, I think to me, it's just like much like you said, being able to hear these stories because, like, um, like when I get to work, you know, conventions and I'm sit like the last time we worked C2E2, I'm like going up to uh, like Hangman Page, and it's one of the same one of those same things where people are afraid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, well, let's let's go talk to Hangman, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I go up there and I'm like, hey, Hangman, he's like, oh, hey, what's up, Scrump? And you know he remembers me from all out, just mm-hmm. from the pre-show, from yeah. nothing else. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just getting like getting to know some of these people. You know, like I think that's always this is one of the more fun parts too, where you, you see someone who who plays this uh, big, mean, menacing character on yes. television. Yeah, and then you know you're at Pequod's just shooting shit about chilling. like just yeah. just chilling things like that are are always really fun and the humanization of these people because. If you ever go on Twitter, sometimes it's just the way, like, yeah. And again, right, folks, these are these are superheroes on a television show that people watch on Monday, Wednesday, yep. or Friday. And some people are cool about it. Some people are just like, oh, this is you know, again, mm-hmm. this angel that, that God sent to us. They, you know, they don't poo or pee like the rest of us. Yeah, Sasha does not poop or pee. D- does yeah. not. No, does no. Not. but you know, I, I think finding finding like wrestlers who you can sort of have that like whether it's just a tweet or a, a text yeah. or you know you see at like yeah. yeah you know your indie show and, and you know like Sarah you say you know you have these five minute conversations with like a Jake something I think to me that's like I love all the wrestling shows I've been to I will yeah. always appreciate them you know and when, when this is all over the the one thing I'm not gonna go back and be like oh yeah full gear 2022 was pretty fun when you had Darby Allen versus whoever the fuck yeah it's gonna be like yeah that one time where Adam Cole had to switch and do his Street Fighter t-shirt and I had to stand in front of him so that nobody <laughs> would see him changing like yeah. random things like that you know yeah and I like too when the wrestlers appreciate it like I know with like the uh, uh, our friends who do the fully posable podcast—they're all about wrestling figures and and you know hearing the stories of like bringing merch to wrestlers and the wrestlers being like, "Wow, you have this!" or like, yeah. "Hey, I want you to sign this in like your hacksaw. Like, I wanted you to sign it in red, white, and blue." And they're like, "That's real cool." Like versus just like you're just a name and a, a dollar. Get out of here. You know, like I love I love hearing that uh yeah wrestlers are cool and they go above and beyond and stuff and it's just and then the fans get to connect with the wrestlers in a way yeah. where like uh rj city just shared with me a tweet of somebody that was like oh here's some art that i did a while ago there's a drawing of rj city wearing the lgbtq plus wrestling heart shirt mm-hmm. and like i was like hey as someone who's drawn that wrestling heart like that's hard to draw like you did a really good job and it's like those moments where it's like both people are getting something cool out of this from a completely different perspective that's like what's cool about wrestling and, and any fandom really did i tell you guys about the john cena interaction that we had with him last <laughs> year all right last story you guys okay. I'm, I'm sorry what, what prompt this is what we'll go out with it'll okay. be it'll be a fun one so last year c2e2 john cena was there and uh we one we're, we're familiar with one of the people that runs a lot of the things and we were like hey like 
We're running the, you know, Punk and Dan House and yeah. AEW. Like, we don't have that much time. We've all purchased our, our meet and greets, photos, whatever, autograph. Can you just side door us in? And he's like, yeah. of course. Don't nice. worry, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we feel bad because it's like, you know. Yeah. You're working. Yeah. You know, like, you do have limitations, whereas everybody else can schedule, like, every appearance by, like, they're on vacation. Exactly. And it's th- fair. And it's a different setup than normal because it's, like, it's this big boxed room mm-hmm. with one security guard in the front, one over by the door. No one's allowed to ha- even, you can't even have a phone. <laughs> like, I remember at one point, Frank pulled out his phone just to check the time. Yeah, they put guns on him. Oh, my, <laughs> might as well. It was, it was him and, and his beautiful wife sitting okay. next to him. And so we go up there. I forgot who was in front of me. They, they go get their stuff signed. And I had a, I had a poster. of It was like him and Punk because, you know, they were both there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to have him sign it. The worst, the worst silver marker that he had is just like the worst autograph. And yeah. I'm just like cool thanks man and i go yeah. to give him a fist bump and he like looks at my fist and looks up at me and then gives me a fist bump, oh, as if okay. he didn't know yeah. what i was doing as if this was what some, some new what thing yeah and ryan you know owner ceo yeah. of pro wrestling the longest tenured ceo yes. of pro wrestling right now <laughs> despite what tony yeah although i don't know how long the triple a guy's been yeah ryan the longest tenured ceo yeah. in pro wrestling mm-hmm. so he goes up there and it's a picture of john cena i don't hear what he says to him but again i and i you know we step out and I'm looking and he's still signing and I'm like, what the, what the fuck? What did Ryan ask him to sign? Because mm-hmm. he is sitting there, seeing yeah. us in there, just the whole paragraph and everything. And he's just going and going. And I'm like, like at this point, we're all sort of looking at each other like, what's going on? Like, what did he ask him? Uh, Ryan being nervous and awkward like the rest of us are when we meet John Cena, s- jokes to him and says, hey, he goes, can you make it out to Pro Wrestling Tees? I'm the owner. If you, if you ever want nicer shirts, you know, yeah. I can sell you some or I can make some for you. Yeah. He writes like two Pro Wrestling Tees, like thank you for everything that you've done. Like, uh, unfortunately, I am WWE for life. I will never leave. It is a whole five oh, paragraph awesome. essay written on oh, this like so eight cool. by ten. So awesome. if any of you guys ever get to go into <laughs> yeah, the physical I will check it one out. hour tea store, yeah, That's look at the autograph funny. wall and there is a whole five paragraph essay with like John Cena writing about like my I'm, thesis statement is that I will always be a man of the people, the WWE universe people more specifically. That's great. Yeah, very much. Very hustle, loyalty, and respect. Oh on my that gosh, bed. that's really funny. Uh, Marty and Sarah, I want to thank you guys again for for for, for sitting down and doing this for for everything. It's Last- a dream come true that we you were just going to be on hiatus. That's what we said the day you said you were going to like turn down the podcast for a bit. Marty goes, I hope it's a hiatus. It's wrestling. No one ever sticks to yeah. any of their proclamations. Yeah, much like Ric Flair's, you know, last match. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how yeah. much we'll that's true. We'll see how many last yeah. matches you have. Yeah, and and listen, and truth be told, I wouldn't be in the position where I'd be like, yeah, let's start podcasting again if it wasn't for, for the help, both of you guys, you know, because you guys are wrestling's aunt and uncle, like you mentioned. You guys do help out a lot, and uh, it's our pleasure. Very appreciative of, of both of you guys. Well, thank you, you very too, much. And thanks for having us back on the show. It's always a blast. Of yeah. course, and people want to hear more from you every Friday. Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Wherever you get your wrestling-based podcast, I like Spotify lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Spotify guy for podcasts, iTunes for music. It's very weird. No, I like it. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you.
thank you again to Marty and Sarah for that wonderful interview. I, I you know, I was very gracious with the time they gave us and very much like our normal, regular life conversations. You know, we we start to chat a bit and then, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't stop. Like even then, I think I was still there for like another 20, 25 minutes after we finished recording, just the three of us still bullshitting, still talking and, you know love them for that love them you know tremendously so thank you again for that um this episode already has been pretty long but uh, again you know um thank you again for for sticking around thank you for for new listeners for old listeners um you know pwt cast is back and stronger than ever you know we're like like you heard old uh what's his face leo at the beginning you know i'm not fucking leaving uh <laughs> So uh, no, thank you again to you guys, as well as thank you again to the patrons of the show. Uh, you know, you guys help, you know, facilitate all this, you know, for, for the hosting fees, for the equipment, for for the office and stuff like that. And, and I'm very grateful for it. Like this is, you know, th- this endeavor was never something that I went upon to, to try and get rich or try to, you know, do anything other than I just wanted a fucking podcast, you know, like I've off, like I've said plenty of times you know like i like i have my i have the proverbial dream job you know by my job at one hour tees pro, pro wrestling tees you know and then i also get to do this and and then podcasts and stuff like that and like again if you would have had me describe a meaningful life you know i got it you know i got this i got you know the people that have my back people that care about me you know, I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't ask for much, you know, uh, but again, very happy. Uh, so I do want to give a huge shout out to the wonderful patrons of the show. Of course, Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, the invincible man himself, Ryan Mears, who this guy's just getting fucking jacked. Like, <laughs> listen, if you're not following Ryan Mears on Instagram to, you know, follow his, uh, his workout updates, brother's going to look like Wardlow, uh, come thanksgiving you know come thanksgiving's gonna look like he's holding two turkeys you know underneath his arms because guys is getting huge uh our man neil flanagan who um if you remember the post patreon he he's now helping um he's he's now hosting the wellness policy along with jordan goodman very very good episode they just put out i i love neil again neil someone who reached out several times as well fucking love neil as well as i fucking love jonathan mayer too jonathan mayer you know, if, if you if if you are someone who you're like, you know, I think I want to sign up for these pro wrestling crates, but I don't know if I should. Find Jonathan Mayer's Twitter, find his YouTube, and look at all the videos he does. Wonderful fucking videos of him unboxing and stuff like that. If listen, it was up to me, he'd be the fucking king of unboxing the stuff here, but it's not. Uh, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, um, Hot Topic Joe, love Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe had the perfect fucking costume this week at uh uh san diego comic-con he was dressed as um uh, the stoner from the season of stranger things i forget his name but you know who i'm talking about guy with the long hair perfect uh vivian love vivian um anthony torres my godfather jesus shout out jesus uh good old brad uh katie fabe steve feast rachel and our newest patreon member of the patreon drew kistler of the draft pod thank you again to you guys thank you again to you listeners i will be right here next fucking monday with a brand new episode i don't want to say exactly who it is yet because i he and i both agreed to record um but it's both in our natures to have other shit come up so you know we're back 
another episode next week. Thank you again to you guys. Love you guys. Uh, for this week's episode, I've been Scrump, and this is a friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang. <laughs>